0: This is strictly a bunch of people that are trying to get after you and get going with it. Is there a requirement that you can't compete with somebody else? In yeah. The so but let me talk to a competition. Yep. Anybody who works about a competition is a broke asshole.
1: Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community conversation and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have a podcaster, host of Growth Mode Podcast, founder of Success Champions, a business to business business. He's the founder <laughs> of Champions Table. And Badass Business Summit. You are going to love this conversation, folks. Please welcome Donnie Bovin. Welcome to the All
0: show. Right. Dude, thanks for having me on. Already the small banter we had on a phone call. And now I can tell we're going to have a lot of fun. And the fact that you remind me of Teen Wolf with the last name Styles. I'm <laughs> sure you caught that shit your entire life. Um, But Couple times. Um, we're going to have fun with it.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. So first and foremost, tell me about the growth mode podcast, because the folks that are listening to this podcast, they like listening to podcasts. So I want to direct them to your podcast and uh, let us know what it's about.
0: Sure. So it started off originally me and my COO uh, coming together and talking about how we were growing the business. So the idea of growth mode is most businesses don't get to scale; they stay in some sort of growth mode. And truth be told, most businesses should stay in growth mode and not try and scale. Uh, It's a lot more work, a lot more mental lift. So we focus on everything it takes to grow the business. We're on our third season and in third season or fourth season, sorry, in the fourth season, we decided to throw a curveball. Uh, and it's now just me bringing in some people that have done some amazing from things from monster exits to building tremendous companies. And they now come in and they're coaching me live on the air on how to grow my business. Cool. So people get to actually hear the questions I have. Um, everything from building out our sales teams to operational stuff to uh, business strategy and the likes. they're coming in and grilling me. And I'm getting some tough questions because they're asking me some tough, damn, you know questions, but I need that to help get my business moving forward so people get to listen in and benefit from it. That's awesome. I will say this.
1: You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, what do I get for this? Am I being compensated? What, you know, why do I do it? And the learning that I get, from talking with people who (laughs) I might not have that moment where I'm going to go one-on-one with them. And with the business to business podcast, some of the professionals are doing the same things, but every individual is so unique that you're going to learn something from them. And, and it's been, it's been amazing. It's, it's one of those unintended consequences of of doing something. And you're like, wow, this is really benefiting me by learning with these people.
0: Well, I'd even add in there. I think, Truth be told that podcasting is the greatest networking tool on the planet. I mean, I've done keynote presentations. I've done private trainings. I've done some amazing, huge, huge, just monstrous collaborations that without podcasting, I would have never gotten those conversations. And let's be honest, anybody who's doing a podcast, there's a little bit of ego at play. We, we want to get our name, our brand out there. And if you go after other people that are trying to do cool things, cool doors happen and cool conversations. And like you just said, you're not going to get in the conversation with some of these people by picking up a phone and cold calling or just doing a cold DM on LinkedIn. But if you have something they need, which is exposure, a chance to tell their story, their mission, like and you can get in some cool conversations with some really amazing people. For sure. Now, you mentioned something, the difference between growth and
1: scale. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of thought they were one and the same. If oh, no, God, scaling. no. Tell me the difference. Yeah. Help me understand. So, so
0: when you grow a business, that's incremental growth. So that's where you hear people say people do 20% growth year over year, that type of thing. To truly scale a business means you're able to go from, and I'm just going to throw out random numbers, a million to a 100 million gotcha. without cre- uh, increasing of cost. get you got the system dialed in. So this is where you hear those guys that run those multi-million, billion-dollar companies overnight, those SaaS software-type companies. Hmm. It's because they got the infrastructure and the groundwork laid that they could handle a massive amount of revenue coming in, and it wouldn't destroy the system. What a lot of people do is they don't understand. They think they're actually scaling when they're just growing. And there are times when they do get the influx, and because they don't have the infrastructure in that base, all that revenue comes in. I mean, how many of the big companies have you seen that, oh, my God, their numbers are breaking records, breaking records, and then a month later, they're gone because they just could not handle the influx of revenue it's because their baseline systems and processes weren't in place. So we really make sure we try and get people to understand the, the significant difference, because true. Most people should grow their business and not worry about scale. Scale can happen when you're looking more towards your exit. If you're going to exit um, you know what you're doing with the business, most people should need to focus on growth, structure, processes, systems, and the likes. Got it. And you
1: like to share this information with people. You've, in fact, started a
0: business called Success Champions. Yep. Tell us about that. So the name Success Champions came about a pretty funny way. There was a movie with Brad Pitt called Troy. And uh, in the opening scene of that movie, two kingdoms come together. The kings come out front, and the one king looks at the other and says, hey, look, I can slaughter your entire nation. Or you pick your best, I'll pick my best. We'll let them duke it out and see what happens. Well, Brad Pitt plays Achilles. And he's the champion of one army, and then the other army brings out this gargantuan monster dude. When I named my company, I knew the word success was going to be in it. I just didn't know what the second word was going to be. And the opening scene, Brad Pitt comes out, one move, kills the guy, and, and you know, war's over. And in that moment, I realized these kings wage their entire country on one dude. And if one dude won, winner take all. One dude loses, loser takes all. I thought, God, how cool is it? These kings would choose these champions. And then it hit me. When the hell do we ever choose ourselves? When do we become the champion of our own success? And that's how Success Champions was born. And even down to my logo, you'll see it's an S inside the helm of Success Champion because everything's doing. And so the entire idea for me is you've got to be the champion of your own success. Nobody else is going to do it. You know, I'm not the hustle and grind guy. I'm the do the work until the work gets done guy. And I can explain that a little bit. But the idea behind success champions is can we bring people together that are actually getting after it and create ways for them to leverage each other to go bigger? That could be introductions, potentially could be referrals, lots of collaborations, uh, lots of doors opening and the likes. And we do that through peer groups, masterminds, and we do it through a huge summit called the Badass Business Summit.
1: And this is not a networking group like that you're used to where it's, you know, I've got a referral for you and
0: you've got a referral for me. This is more of a a mastermind. It, 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 we call it a peer group because we don't go as in-depth as the mastermind would. Now, we have Champions Table, which is a full-on mastermind. This, we're going to run five different styles of meetings. There is some structure that people might you be used to in a you know, traditional networking, but it's going to be focused on business growth. So there's a lot more roundtable type conversations. We bring in professional speakers to go train and teach at all of our different chapters on different topics and things. We have an entire online community with a ton of education and training that goes along with it. There is the networking function of it, but in our world, I don't give a damn about referrals. And we said this as we were talking prior to referrals come from your client. If you're going to network to get referrals, it's because you're desperate and you need it. And it means you either don't have enough clients or you're not servicing your clients well enough that they're opening doors for you. Because if you take care of your clients, they're going to tell everybody about you. So networking in general is for introductions. It's to get in the right rooms, right conversations around the right people. So everything we do is based on that. It's not about going to the group and saying, hey, I'm looking for a plumber to do something on my house. It's understanding that we have people that we naturally partner up with. So, so Mark, real question, what industry probably sends you the most referrals? So it's off the top of your head, you know.
1: Yeah. So we t- we call those referral partners, right? So the, the f- folks that feed us the end consumer would be a real estate uh, a agent or a
0: mortgage loan officer, a cool. cool. residential real estate piece of our so, business. So if you think about it from that perspective, instead of going into a... a is your business title? So one of the businesses we have. Okay. Is, is so that title. makes it a little bit tougher. This is why we focus more on the B2B side of things. So let's say that you're an HR consultant, Okay. HR consultant can call up a small business owner and say, hey, I do X, Y, and Z. Or they can go after a a sales trainer. They can go after a SaaS company. They could go after other consultants, fractional COOs, and say, hey, why don't we all partner up and go after things together? your mm. client base we're not selling the same thing mm. and you collaboratively go after things so in our world you have people sitting down going hey here's our top 10 20 companies we're going to go after let's collectively go after them with the team one gets in we'll bring the rest in or if some of our groups they'll even go so far as say hey here's the deals i closed last week anybody need to meet these people mm. you know so we're really just up in the game because Let's be honest. Networking was created by a bunch of broke people who did not know how to sell. You can go read every networking organization out there. If you read the story, they lost a number one client and needed ways to bring money in. You know, So you've got a bunch of broke people that don't know how to sell all sitting around trying to pitch each other, trying to get their business out there. They're literally trying to sell your network. And a surefire way to destroy your network is to try and sell it. Mm -hmm. So it's understanding that there's some synergistic relationships and you need to focus on those. Like I talked to a CPA today and I said, who's your number one referral source? And she said, actually, wealth management people. Mm -hmm. And wealth management, if you get wealth, I'm not financial advisors, and I'm not knocking on financial advisors, but wealth management typically tends to deal in a B2B space. They're not looking for just the individual. They're looking for how do I get the entire company? Mm -hmm. And I said, cool. So next time you go to the group, instead of saying, Hey, I want to be introduced to people who are looking for CPA services or something like that, go in and say, Hey, I want to meet every wealth management person you know. And it just changes the, the dynamic of the conversation. Uh-huh. You know, so like for me, I always tell people, look, I mean, like my end clientele are are B2B service-based business owners. And I, I never say, hey, do you know any B2B service-based business owners? I always say, do you know anybody who has a podcast? Because podcasters, usually they're, they're people they're interviewing, their client base feed my entire world. Mm-hmm. I'll say, do you know anybody who has stages? And same thing, because all the speakers that get on their stage, their client base is my world. So I'm never looking at the group going, you know, what can I sell you? What can I offer you? It's all about who can you introduce me to? I'll even go into groups sometime and go, okay, cool. What events are you attending? What's coming up? Where do I need to be at? Who do I need to network with? And how do I get in those rooms? And a lot of times it's just getting introduced to the right people. So it's really trying to change the overall dynamic of how people are growing their business. Because if you get a bunch of people that understand that there's three levers you can pull in a business development strategy. Simple levers. First one is cold outreach. Like you can do cold DMS, cold calling, cold email, right? The second one, we call it hand raising. That's doing this, getting on podcasts, mm-hmm. putting out original thought content. Third one is networking and doing that to a real level of professional networking where you're playing offense and not desperately hand raising. Right? So, if you have all three of those activities going at all time, you'll have a group of all of people that are out selling, out putting out social content, out getting on stages, out getting exposure, and bringing their clients back to the group. And then real magic starts happening, right? You get these ideas of, look, I don't have crap to sell you. I'm not trying to sell you. Let's work. Let's get deep into each other's Rolodex and open doors. So is this
1: a face-to-face group meeting? Oh, is this all, virtual? All, all virtual. All virtual. Yeah. they can be anywhere.
0: Yeah. We do groups in a central hub of a major city. So traditionally we'll, but people who are successful don't have time to jump in their car, drive an hour across town, do an hour sort of meeting, hour home. Like you lose, you know, half the day. Right. So we're quick in, quick out um, and allow people to get exposure to the entire network across North America. I love it. So what type of business owner... Are you looking for for the for the success champions? So so we got six little hubs. Okay. So the first one is is the HR hub, and inside of HR, you got staffing, you got HR consultants, you got PEO, you got background screening, drug testing. Then you kind of got your marketing segment. And your marketing, you got your social media, your website, your advertising, your brand builders. And the next one, you got your coaches and consultants. So we rope them all into one. Then you have your tech, and inside your tech, you have – your, your SAS, your MSP, your telecom, you know, in all your communications. Um, and then the last one, you, we have business services and business services. You have your banking, your wealth management, you have your um, uh, other consulting firms that are outside of your normal stuff in there. So by breaking these down in each one of these segments, what we do is in our chapters, we'll create the micro hubs of these particular categories, because if we can put them together properly, man, they will feed off each other, mm. and then feed the group as a whole. And it gives it a lot more structure versus, hey, we'll take anybody in any category. Right. You know, We don't allow any MLMs, network marketing, crap like that in the door. This is strictly a bunch of people that are trying to get after you and get going with it. Is there a requirement that you can't compete with somebody else? In yeah, the so but let me talk to a competition. Yep. Anybody who works about a competition is a broke asshole. Yep. Right. There's so much business in the marketplace. So in that vein, the chapter membership is held by one seat. But you're allowed to go visit every net chapter in our network. If somebody walks in in there and go figure out how to collaborate. So most times a lot of our members will put the visitor from another chapter on the spotlight. Got the relationships already. They've got the yep. thing. So let's hear about what they're doing. And odds are there's opportunity to collaborate. Like I, I literally saw two promotional products companies partner up on a deal because it was so damn big. One person couldn't handle it. So they just reached out to the network to find another promo company to help them come in on it. Cool. You know, so so it is a singular seat. I just don't believe in competition.
1: Well, it's the abundance, right? It's We yeah, always absolutely. think about them as cooperators. They're not competition. They happen to do what we do doesn't mean that we're in competition with that Well,
0: 100 i mean like you and i are both podcasters right i'm a country dude that cusses too much you're a bald guy kind of put together <laughs> some people are going to be totally into your message and some people are going to look at me like i got two damn heads. that's how it's meant to be yep right if you try and sell to everybody you're going to sell to no one so Amen. so this just allows us to show up as who we are i love it and that's success champions how is that found we had originally called it Success Champion Networking, so the website is still SuccessChampionNetworking.com. Yeah. But we realized the word networking is so tainted mm. um, that even we even found in, in the Philippines that the word networking means MLM network marketing. Wow. So so we decided we were going to drop all that and just bring it back to success. But if right now, if you go to success, champ, and this will always reroute through. So it'll work just fine. But go to successchampionnetworking.com to find more information. Got it. Cool. Tell me about the mastermind, the champions table. <laughs> what we found is because we talk about networking so differently, uh, most people, when they get time to sit across from us, they realize that we just completely look at networking from a different perspective. We get people to a place a lot of times where their business starts really to grow and then chaos happens because now they've got revenue coming in, they're hiring employees, they're doing, they're growing and different things are coming in that a lot of them started coming as to it. They're like, all right, Donnie, I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed. I've got too many things going on. I don't know what the next move is. So we started putting the masterminds together to literally help them help each other And we put them all different industries um, and we bring them together on a twice a month basis. What we're teaching, how do you build your systems? How do you build your business development strategy? How do you put your game plans together? How do you do the marketing? How do you become a personal brand and become the face of your company, which in this day and age is the number one thing you should be doing in your business? People don't buy brands, especially in smaller business. They buy the individual. So they buy you and then they get what you do. So we teach all those processes and then we hold them accountable to the growth measures they're putting in place. We, you know, hold them accountable to really getting out of their comfort zone in some areas. You know, I make people inside the, the mastermind do cold calls uh, because I think it's one of the best sales training tools on the planet. And and it's amazing how much easier the rest of sales gets when you get your teeth kicked in doing some cold calling. Yeah, Yeah for so, sure. It, and it, does that feed the badass business summit? So everybody, whether, so you don't have to be a part of success champions, be a part of uh champions table, but most are. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be a part of anything to be at B- badass business summit. Oh. A lot are. <laughs> um, so. For the Badass Business Summit, we'll bring in 20 speakers this year um, in Fort Worth, Texas. Jared Morgan's one of our keynotes. He did a $500 million exit two years ago. Uh, Michael Haynes is flying in from Australia talking about business operations. Jerry McNamara is going to be there speaking on your business systems. Um, and Jerry on my podcast did that guy flip me on my lid so bad that I actually hired him as my coach right. um, to come in and, and do more with the companies. So. But uh, the Badass Business Summit, it's really a networking event on steroids. It's like it's the room you want to be in. Um, All of our speakers are required to stay the entire summit. You can't fly in, fly out. If you're speaking on stage, you're you're a participant as well. Um, We do mastermind sessions right in the middle of it. Uh, We'll do those a couple of times. And the whole summit is not designed to take a whole bunch of notes and then run home and Mm. try and remember what you said. You're working on your business. Business right then and there. So, everything we're doing is the speakers are told that they have to teach. In an implementation, in implementation, you know, phase. So if they're teaching a LinkedIn strategy, people better be able to open their laptop right then and do it right then and there with them. Got it. Yeah, you know, because we've all done so many summits where we got so many notes and we're like, "What the hell is that triangle thing I drew on my pad?" Mm-hmm. You know. And there, there, there's one of the binders from the last uh, <laughs> uh, seminar I went to, yeah. right?
1: And it's collecting dust. And uh, all yep. great intentions, however, now I'm yep. back to the grind again.
0: So how yep. do you keep it rolling? So for us, and I won't give away the golden goose in this one, I usually do, but I have such a cool strategy at the beginning of the summit that I teach everybody Yeah. that um, how, one, how to take proper notes, um, uh, but two, how to make sure everything is implemented and doesn't become theory. Because like, I just came back from Atlanta and I took some cool notes and was able to, because the way I take notes, excuse me, sit down, put the things together, assign the things to the teammates I needed to assign them to, and be able to explain them in such a way because everything was already laid out for me mm. some of it i was typing on the plane at 6 30 in the morning you know on the home so i was already while it was still fresh in mind being able to assign to who i need to go to if you're a solopreneur i would tell you that at the end of every day of every summit every conference you need to sit down and before you go get cocktails and party with everybody and overindulge you need to do a decompression go through your notes and literally put flag reminders on mm-hmm. your calendar and block off the times to do the implementation of things that you need to take more time in. Some people need to think about things more, you know, longer than others. So even though we're teaching it right then and there, they may need to wrap their head around it further. So at the end of the day, decompress, go put the crap on your calendar that you need to do. So it's automatically assigned there. I would tell you to make those the first thing you do each day. So, whenever you assign it, make that the first task because we all know if it's not the first thing done, day's gonna get going and everything else is gonna pile up and you're never gonna get back to it. And it's gonna stay on the shelf. Mm. So, so it's got to be the first activity as part of your morning routine to be able to assign it and then get it to go. Um, and you know, go ahead. How do you find the How do you
1: find the Badass Business Summit and where is it and when is it? And- yep,
0: badassbusinesssummit.com. Uh, September cool. 20th through the 23rd uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. We rent out the entire hotel. So everybody there will be attendees of the summit. Cool. Um, and we finish on Saturdays at noon. Very matter of factly, because we want anybody to go home and be able to spend Sunday with their families. Right. Right. I'm a family first dude. So so the, I hate it when the Sunday, the conferences go through Sundays and then you need a vacation when you get back because – Of all the networking and everything, so we really designed it to really think about. All right, we've got small service-based business owners. Let's make sure they get back their time because they're still running a business, right? This is a huge commitment to be able to come in and do something like this. We've got to structure this so it'll work in their world. BadassBusinessSummit.com. That's it. That's Uh, it. In Fort Worth, Texas, not a bad place
1: to go if you end up spending the extra weekend there. Absolutely. So, family first. Is it possible to have that balance? Run a badass business and a badass family
0: and sustainable (laughs) farm and all that. I, if you don't get messages on this next statement, I'm going to laugh. There's no such thing as work-life balance. When you run a company, anybody who thinks work-life balance, they need work-life balance and they run a business hates what they do. Yeah. Right. Because dude, if you're passionate and you love what you do, you're always going to be thinking about the business. Now what you can't do is beat yourself up for thinking about the business. But the only people who look for, look for work life balance work for other people. Mm. Right. If you started your own business and you're doing your own thing, and that shit should light you up, it should excite you. You should be, no, no, granted, there are days you get kicked in the damn teeth. Don't get me wrong, but you should be innovating, you should be inspiring, you should love the. Building of the business, you should love the sales side of the business. And if you don't love all that stuff, you're going to create a crappy job for yourself because you're like, I need work-life balance. I need to get, you know, the week. build the business around the life you want to live. I talked about this a second ago. Uh, it's not the hustle and grind is do the work until the work's done. Um, and I get brought in to do keynote speeches on this from time to time. I have a full working farm. Right. I raise goats, chickens, pigs, ducks, geese, turkeys on my farm every morning. It takes me between 90 minutes and two hours to wake up the farm. The chickens can't let themselves out. The goats can't let themselves out. The pigs can't let themselves out. I have to go do that every evening. I have to put up all the farm animals. I have to put the chickens to bed, goats to bed, pigs to bed, the whole nine yards. If I don't, they will die to predators. Right. Just simple math. Um, so I don't get a choice to not let them out every morning. I don't get a choice to not put them up. I don't care if I went to a happy hour and had one too many beverages, took an Uber home, right? I still have to put up the damn farm. I don't get that choice. So for me, what most people don't understand is there are things in your business you have to do no ifs, ands, or buts, and you have to do those every freaking day. To keep the business moving forward. By the way, that's a cold outreach. That's the hand raising. That's the networking, right? At minimum, you've got to be doing those. If you get to the end of the day and you're like, man, I haven't done my cold outreach. I haven't done any connecting. I haven't done any networking. I haven't put out any content or anything like that. Don't stop. Get it done. Right? But you have to design that business around your lifestyle. And this is why I try and really get this right. Because people think I'm the hustle and grind guy. It's get the work until the work's done. So structure your day so you can do it. Like I'm best in the morning. So I put the hardest heavy lifting stuff I got to do in the mornings, which includes all my business development stuff. But in the same token, I will get up at 3.50 in the morning. I'm not telling people you got to do the miracle morning crap or anything like that. (laughs) I get up at 3.50 in the freaking morning. I go walk the farm. I come in. I do my social stuff and get all that lined up. I do a lot of my business development stuff. I then go wake up the farm and I can put me in my chair at eight o'clock. Right, That's just my structure. It works for me. I have to put a noon time block on my calendar. So I do lunch. <laughs> Otherwise I'll just work right through it. Yeah. And then by four or five o'clock, when I'm starting to become mentally mush, the company gets shut down, right? And except for maybe some social posting stuff, I don't do any work. Every Thursday, we shut down all three companies at noon and we take a farm day because my wife and I then can go work on our farm. So everybody is working Monday through Friday, Thursday, half day, no work on saturday and sunday unless you choose to okay we structured the whole business this way and in doing so people were able to fit all the stuff that they need to do into that time frame And when you give people a time frame that they have to work in guess what they get shit done right It'd give them that structure now Saturday and Sunday for me, I'm always going to jump on and do some work up until about 9 o'clock. And then it's going to spend time with my wife. But I built the structure of the business to be around the lifestyle I wanted to live, not I got to work 18, 19 hours a day. I'm not saying I haven't worked 18, 19 hours a day. You know, I'm just telling you that the time I'm going to put in, it, I'm just going to bust my ass as hard as I can. And I'll never say I outwork anybody because – that's just a stupid statistic or idea to put out there. I'm just going to work my ass off to the level I can work at in between that time frame, And that's what allowed me to build everything we've built so far. I love it. I love it. What,
1: um what do you, what are you listening to? I know you're a podcaster, but a lot of the folks that are listening to this are, you know, they consume podcasts. What, what are some of the ones that you enjoy listening so-
0: to? Because I do so much mental lifting, heavily lifting with consultants, coaches, uh, and the likes. Uh, Smartless is one of my favorite go-to's. Love it. Um, their live shows crack me to hell up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I've got a couple of new ones. That's why I'm pulling up my phone. That um, I used to listen to. Um, oh, Tom Bill I can't listen to him anymore. He's like all relationships and stuff on me. Like I'm all right. I'm out. <laughs> um, I have I have to listen to Alex Hermosi in, in doses because he's so tactical in his delivery. I will I will put too much work on my team. Same thing with his life, his wife Leela Hermosi's podcast. Um uh where, where is my guy? Uh Sharon. I know it's Sharon. I can't think of the name of the show. Um Oh, it's business school with uh, Sharon Servatsa. He's a real estate dude, but he teaches some really cool tactical business stuff um, that will make you rethink some of the structure and processes in your business. I'm going to have to check uh, that one out. What is that? Business school? Um, yeah, business school with Sharon, S H A R R A N. Last name is S R I V A T S A A. I've really liked his. Um, and then for cool. podcasting, I listened to uh, Grow the Show with Kevin uh, Chenderman. And all it is is about how to grow your podcast. Oh, cool. Grow uh, the Show. I might have yeah. to check that one out. And there's a whole bunch more, but those are the ones that were in my favorites at the moment. I love that you well, listen to Smartless. So that's your entertainment checkout. Man. 100%. You know, because, it, it, dude, you can't listen to Smartless without laughing your ass off. and. The fact that those guys have all been friends for so many years in yeah. the entertainment world, and the conversations they get into, and even the kind of side conversations where we don't <laughs> st- understand all the details, you still laugh your ass off. It's it's
1: very good. They really found the formula for sure. That yeah. crew, and you know, it started in COVID, and they were like, "Let's yep. just have some fun, talk to each other, and look at that." Now they've they've got probably the number one podcast on the planet. Um, so one of the things we talk about on the podcast we ask every guest this because coming on a podcast you're you're out you're going outside your comfort zone for the most part. Most of the guests are you on the other hand, you're entrenched in it and you're getting up on stages and you're giving keynotes and you're leading groups and you know where your comfort zone may be is probably a little bit further out than the average average bear but what we found is that everybody has this, visceral reaction or some emotional reaction toward karaoke. So my man, Donnie, has been love talking to you. We're looking about getting a, a networking group together. Uh, I, well, I'm not going to say networking, even though I'm Andrew. using my podcast as <laughs> I am introducing people through the podcast. And it has been one of those unintended consequences. You know, hey, you meet this person. You have something in common. You were both on the podcast, which is yep. really cool. But we want to get the guests all together and have karaoke on center stage. And Donnie, you're
0: next. What are you singing? So I'm not. And, and <laughs> Really, really simple reason. I got two reasons why. I One, love it. Friday night of the Badass Business Summit, we host a karaoke party oh, cool. as part of our summit. So what happened was is my MC for a couple of years, Pablo Gonzalez, uh, the first year he came out, he ran up to me and he goes, hey, I found a karaoke bar really close by. Would you care if I took a bunch of the people, uh, the attendees and went to the karaoke bar? My DJ goes, dude, I got a full karaoke set up in the main conference room as long as Donnie doesn't care. And I said, don't break anything. And the yeah. karaoke party broke out. So this will be our third year of having a karaoke party at the summit. So now there, I have no idea. I will get on stage at some point and do some random ass song. I don't have a particular What song. is it?
1: It's your turn. Let's go right now. I, I, I
0: have like, literally no idea what I did last on. time. Who's Somebody your favorite?
1: One. Who's your artist? Who, who do like, you here's like? This, here's the, this,
0: <laughs> I would attempt potentially like an Eminem or something, yep. Lose Yourself, something along cool. those lines. but. Cool my wife is a professional singer oh so and she doesn't do anything with the businesses um so the summit last year was the first time she came out and she's a introverted shy gal But she knew I was going to have her get on stage if she came out. So I will always take the backstage and so she can get out there because as soon as she gets on stage – and people think that I'm over-exaggerating when she sings, and I try and tell them I'm not. And this is not just because I'm her husband. When she sings, the whole world stops. Oh, wow. Um, But she's never wanted to do like the career-type thing. She's been professionally trained and stuff, but – uh, so I will always take a backseat to her. But if I, yeah, the only way you're getting me on stage is it's going to be a white boy rap that there's no vocals to whatsoever. Cause I literally sound like scuttle off the little mermaid. Love it. Uh, so, so well, f-
1: personally, I think it's cheating if you're a really good singer, because your wife gets on there. Everyone else is like, I'm not going out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that is so cool that you do that at your summit. So what type of uh, participation is there in that? Always. Is- oh, it's
0: insane. I, I love it. I was a little leery, but there's what, I mean, then people that were a little bit more on the introverted side, but man, as soon as that karaoke came out, cause maybe that's something they do in their yeah. hometown or whatever. They, we saw a whole different version of them and uh, the pictures of how much people get into this. And then probably the most touching thing for me about it is since the name of the company is success champions the last song of the night is "We Are the Champions." Oh, and I love all it. All the attendees come together and sing "We Are the Champions."
1: I love it. I love it. Karaoke brings out the best, I think, and and the it, worst. It does and the worst. <laughs> but it bring but that supportive community, right? 100%. So I'm guessing at the end of your summit, it would be what I'm visualizing with the guests, right? Everybody's singing along with the people. We're not filming. We're not, you know, post, you know, sending it viral on the poor fella who's, you know, doing the best that he can, but we're singing with him. And, and, and it's, there's nothing, there's no better feeling than the oxytocin that flows when somebody feels supported like that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's a blast. It's a blast. I was, I was a little worried doing it year two um, only because when we had a huge turnout the first time we did it. And everybody kept asking, you put on the schedule, you put on the schedule. So I said, all right, let's do it. See, and I wasn't sure. And by God, am I glad we put it on the schedule? Love because it. almost every attendee, including a couple of people that weren't feeling well, showed up. Um, so, you know, so you great. had a hundred some odd plus people that were just going nuts. And the whole room turns into basically a concert hall. Like the DJ's got lights spinning. I love and it. it. It's cool. I love it. Well, let me ask you this. So somebody goes to that
1: summit and they want to write a testimonial or a Google review. What are they going to say about their experience
0: there? Oh, God, I wish I could just play Morris's, uh, uh testimonial. So I'll tell you what Morris said. So Morris did not know anything about success champions. I was actually a guest on his podcast and told about the summit. Morris uh, bought a VIP ticket after our interview. Um, so he came to the summit and he almost didn't show up. Uh, he was last minute he decided he would go. Then Morris, after the summit, called me up. He goes, Donnie, I've never felt like I was at home before in a business function.
1: Mm.
0: He goes, not only was the stuff from stage valuable, but the amount of people that wanted to help me and serve me in my business that were attendees – He's like, I sat with somebody who was a LinkedIn expert, and they literally sat there with me, helped me get my LinkedIn dialed in. I talked to somebody who was you know, in HR services, and I was able to talk about my different things. And it wasn't – I never felt like I was trying to be sold. These people were genuinely wanting to see me be successful in business. So I tell everybody the summit as a whole is the place to come network. Come get around people that are invested in your business, and it's – A complete community. Um, And I am on just a massive mission to help as many people to get to business freedom through building a business because building a business is the toughest thing I've ever done in my life. And as it got dark and I almost lost everything trying to figure out how to build a business, I made myself an island. And I didn't want anybody to know how bad business Mm -hmm. was. I want to create the environment where no matter where your business is, whether it's thriving or you're still trying to figure shit out, you got a place that you can come and get genuine people that are invested in seeing you win. So for me, that's everything.
1: I love it. And
0: again, that can be found on
1: badassbusinesssummit.com and successchampionnetwork network, networking, networking.com. I love it. And growth podcast, growth mode podcast. Growth mode podcast, where else can people follow you? I'm sure you have a LinkedIn profile and all that. I do,
0: I do. So so two things. Guys, if you've hung out with me and Mark this long, do Mark <laughs> a favor. If you've got any sort of tip, tricks, any value out of this episode, share this episode out with one person. I can tell you have my own show, the toughest thing in the world to do is to build an audience. So whether it's this episode or one of his other episodes, share it with one person who needs to hear the advice and opinions of the people he brings on there. If you really want to get in touch with me, if you'll text the word SUCCESS to 817-318-6030, we'll send you a video, some training, and some additional information about our world. Give you all my social handles, a bunch of free information, and you can find everything we do. So text the word SUCCESS to 817-318-6030, and you'll get easiest access to me as possible.
1: And folks, if you've hung on this long... Pick up the phone and do that right he's going to send you some more valuable knowledge why not and head out to the head out to fort worth why not you never know donnie man thank you i'm truly grateful for having you join me i'm truly grateful for one of our guests on the podcast eric warner for introducing us again that's the that's the connecting that's the connecting how do we find each other and and rise rise together like the tide right
0: that's it that's it so brother you keep rocking and rolling at this a hell of a show great question thanks for letting me hang out with you
1: appreciate you my friend folks this has been another exciting episode of elements of styles like donnie said if you thought about somebody while we were talking and they need to hear this get it over to them or share it with everybody whichever but make sure that those that need to hear this hear it we appreciate you very much and we'll talk with you soon Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstiles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well folks. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.